Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. And welcome back to What's Your 9 to 5. My name is Chris Hookstra. And I'm Brooklyn Dursum. And on the show today, we have Filomino McDonald. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, we are, we're both doing great. Um, so just to start us off, uh, tell us, or tell us in the, uh, the audience what you do. Uh, my name is Philomena. I'm the airport manager for the Soggy Municipal Airport. Awesome. And um, just let us know, like, how, how did you uh, end up getting the job and getting into this? Uh, well, I've been in the profession for many years. Um, I applied to the position. I felt I was very well, highly qualified for it. Um, I, I got into the position because, of course, I love aviation. I've been into it for a lot of years. And um, the fact that the position was you know, nearby where I lived was a great opportunity for me. So, um, so yeah, I've been here for about a year now, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. Um, sorry here. So you said that you've been into aviation. How long have you sort of had a passion for aviation? Oh gosh, I've had a passion for aviation since I was a young girl. Um, I started out with air cadets and, um, I started with that when she was about 15 years old. I started later actually. Um, but I started with air cadets and from there I continued on to some schooling and courses and camps and, and um, over the years, I've, I've managed some aviation businesses. I've worked at other airports, and that's what's brought me here today. Awesome. So, so, so you do know how to how to fly a plane, and you know how to do all that stuff. <laughs> well, flying a plane is not part of the job, but knowing some yeah. of the theory of flight with airplanes is part of the job. So, I'm not a current pilot, no, but I have done a lot of flight training. I did some flight training uh, with the school program that I took. Um, uh, it was a three-year uh, aviation management program at Georgian College. And I believe the program is still around. I think it has a different uh, name now, but it's um, uh, that's where I took some of my training. So I did a lot of flying with air cadets as well uh, when I was an air cadet. So, um, so yeah, currently I'm not flying, but I think I, you know, with this job now being close to home, I think I might be getting back into it. So. Kind of oh, that's it. so awesome. <laughs> it is such a, it's such an awesome experience for sure. Uh, so you mentioned that you've kind of been working at a couple other airports. So what would you say is different about the Saugeen Airport versus like some other ones? Uh, well, some of the differences in our location, our size of runways and the amount of pilots we have flying from here. Uh, we're a registered airport. I come from a certified airport um, up in Wyerton. Um, some of the differences are how the airports are run. Um, some airports have commissions that run it. Some have uh, their local councils uh, that help uh, run the airport. So um, this one is great. Uh, we have a board of commissioners that I report to each month about the airport. And um, that's how this one is run. And, and uh, we have a great uh, team here, a staff. There's three of us here. We have um, maintenance and myself and um, so that's how we run this anyway. So, yeah. Awesome. Really cool. So, 
For those wondering what exactly an airport manager does, so what is your, I know things must change day to day, but what would you say your average nine to five looks like? Well, the funny thing is it's not really nine to five, but <laughs> it's pretty much 20 hours. So, you know, when the airport office closes, I'm available through the phone 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. Um, it's not only just office work and dealing with, you know, um, you know, Transport Canada and things like that. It's um, it's fueling, it's uh, airside inspections, it's wildlife management, it's uh, maintenance on the grounds. Um, so it's quite a little bit of everything. It's uh, customer service. And um, so it's, you know, after my nine to five, it's sometimes the phone rings after hours too. So um, anybody interested in getting into it, um, you know, I'd like to stress it's not just those kind of hours. So yeah, you're always on call, ready to go. Always on call. You do get your, your days off and whatnot, but um, you have to always be prepared for, you know, for, you know, either what, whatever emergency may be. So um, yeah, interesting. So you mentioned that you did a program. Are there certain, what's kind, what kind of schooling would you need to become an airport manager? Uh, so aviation management programs um, that are being offered there right now, you would have to have uh, so experience in obviously aviation of some sort. Um, there have been some pilots have been known that uh, could do the job as well. Um, any type of work experience in customer service. Um, you don't you don't have to be a pilot to do the job. So um georgian college offers some courses if you you know go on to google and see what schools are offering what courses out there right now but it's uh to do this this line of work you, you do need some experience in those uh those avenues so anything that's um uh you know aviation related you could get into you know air traffic control uh pilot um business business is one of the big attributes of the job you are dealing a lot with uh budgets and uh and things like that so so schooling that kind of derives around those kind of things is, is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. So is there, is there, um, so how young can you start learning the ways of aviation and maybe flying a plane and doing all that stuff? Is there like a certain age where you can start doing all that? Yeah, you can start. Um, I like to always refer back to the air cadet program because it is a great program and and in our area, we do have uh, a group of kids that start 12 years old. And um, so, you know, as you start as young as, you know, you if you feel that's what you want to do. So you start as young as 12 years old. Uh, you start flying at 16, 17 years old. Um, there really is no, as you get older anyways, like some people don't get into it into their later years. But, um, it's, you know, if you do have an interest in it now, now is the time to look into it, see what you're interested in, in doing for your future career. So whether it's flying or um, aviation is not just about flying. There's a, you know, a lot of other careers such as, you know, mechanics and business and uh, fuel. Like there's so many other different avenues, engineering that, you know, you can get into. So um, if you don't want to fly, there's, there's so many other options out there. Awesome. Very cool. And is there any more you could speak on about the air cadets? Like where people go to get more information? What kinds of stuff are they doing? Stuff like that? Yeah. So for the listeners in the um, Walkerton, Hanover, Durham area, 
Uh, we have a local air cadet group out of Hanover. Um, they meet Monday nights. They're off now for the summer, but they do meet Monday nights. And um, it's uh, usually in the evening for a few hours. And there's uh, weekend courses like camps that we do. Um, the past year it's been online just because of COVID, but uh, over the summer there's training camps that you can go to. Some of them are out west, some of them are at Base Borden, uh, some of them are online. And um, each year you try to work on the next rank. And um, it's, it's a great program. So if you're interested in that, it is in the Hanover area. There's also a squadron in Port Elgin. Um, so if you just Google those uh, two locations wherever you live, um, you know, they, they'd probably take you on. You can always go for a day and just kind of, you know, just take a look around and come by with a friend or your parents and, and talk to the officers and talk to the cadets in the group and kind of get a feel about what they're all about. And but it, it, is, a, it is a great organization and it's, it doesn't uh, cost you anything. It is a free program. It's funded by the government. So it's a, it's a great way to get kids out. Awesome. That really does cool. sound great. So what do you love about your job the most, Philomena? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> what do I love the most? I think what I love the most is um, I, I like the people the most. I like the interaction with people. Um, and I do like the challenges that the job uh, has from time to time. Um, uh I like planning events. Uh, sometimes uh, the airport plans events for the local public, you know, to come in to enjoy, whether it's an air show or um, a car show, things like that. Um, I enjoy the office work and troubleshooting, things like that. Yeah. And you brought up, you said you like some of the challenges. So what are some of those challenges? Well, some of the challenges we face, uh, well, particularly right now is uh, funding for projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, with COVID and the restraints that we've had on, you know, not many people flying and buying fuel and things like that. Just trying to find way on um, generate revenue for the airport. Um, ideally, at the end of the day, you try to be self-efficient. Um, we are uh, um, run by you know three municipalities, and we're very fortunate with that. Uh, but even with that being said, you know, there's still other ways that we have to try to find funding um, to help pay and, and, you know, run the airport. Um, some of the other challenges I face is um, the budget, the cost controlling. When you have an unexpected um, expense, you know, uh, it really affects your budget. So what can I do or where can I find or, you know, what do I have to cut to kind of balance out at the end of the year? So, um Sometimes there's uh, challenges with uh, competitions between, you know, other airports. And uh, that could be anything from fuel pricing to, um, you know, amenities that you offer and things like that. So um, you never know. Sometimes some days it brings you another new challenge. <laughs> so yeah. you just do your, work your way through it. So Very cool. Very cool. So how many planes are actually at the airport, like, full time? Uh, full time, I believe we have, well, we have over 20 aircrafts. We have about, um, well, we more than 20, probably about 30 aircrafts, about 50 plus uh, flyers here. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned 
pricing of fuel. I'm not very educated. Is there special fuel that you need for like special aviation fuel? Yeah, you do. We have uh, two types of fuel. One is for your general air aviation aircrafts and the other one's for your jet fuel for your jets. Uh, some planes run on um, like your regular car gas or some guys might mix that regular mole gas with their, their av gas. So but we do sell special kind of fuel, yes. Mm, cool. So going into that, so owning a plane. So like, I don't, I, I'm sure people will have their own planes that they have and they kind of keep them there. So what is like the expense of, you know, having a plane there and the fuel and, and all that stuff? Well, every aircraft is different. It could be a different size aircraft, different type of aircraft. Your expenses would be your insurance. You have to have an annual done on your aircraft each year, which basically checks all the mechanics of the aircraft. Um, you would have your hangar expense. Um, you have to keep current with your medicals. Um, all those things cost. So um, yeah, but every, every aircraft, every size, every, everything's different. So you might have to fly somewhere to get your, your annual checked on your plane. So that could cost more. and. Um, you might have to fly someone in so okay cool oh cool and so what are some big mis misconceptions about your profession or just working at the airport in general um i think one of the biggest misconceptions is um they think you just work in an office and that's it <laughs> and that's not true you're working in the office you're working outside on the grounds you're you're dealing with the emergencies. Uh, you're dealing with a lot of after-hour phone calls. We um, we have our we have we sell fuel here, which is 24 hours. So sometimes in the middle of the night, you might have someone like Orange or OPP or uh, MNR fly in, and something's wrong with the fuel pumps, or maybe they can't get into the after-hour facilities in the in the terminal, or um, no matter what it may be, maybe lights aren't working, and I need to rush and get here and figure out why our runway lights aren't working. So one of the misconceptions is um, it's just a few hours a day that you, you spend and that's it. So there's a lot of times where you're bringing work home because the hours in the day just aren't enough or there's a lot of interruptions and, you know, you need to, you know, finish some work at home. So, um, so it's, uh, um, I would say that's one of the biggest misconceptions of the job. <laughs> yeah. sounds like a big mixed bag of like little jobs you have to take care of. Yeah. So I know we mentioned air cadets. Are there any other kinds of like programs and opportunities for youth and at other just like local people at the airport? Um, well, there are the co-ops. Uh, the co-ops are a great program. So that's both for high school and college. Um, there's the air cadets. I know the launch pad. These guys are a great program for kids for, um, I don't know if, I don't think you have anything in aviation yet, but I know I've been there and I've talked to some of your directors there about that. Um, you just have some great programs for kids there. Um, sometimes we have COPA for kids and that's a, a day where our, our local COPA group take uh, kids out for flying, get them introduced to flying because some kids have never flown before. So just kind of give them a little bit of feel about flying and being at the airport and stuff. So um, at the moment, that's what I can think of. But uh, yeah, yeah, really so, cool. Yeah. No, really cool. Yeah. We definitely should get that going at some point here at Launchpad is have like a little, um, 
yeah program with about aviation and stuff that'd be really cool we'll get we'll get working on it we'll get working on it (laughs) that's great that's great so um we asked this question to everybody who comes on the show if you could go back in time and talk to your 16 year old self what would you say to her (laughs) oh boy um what would i say well it's um first of all enjoy being a kid you're only a kid once yeah. And uh, yeah. don't feel pressured at 16 years old to make the decisions for college and university. If you're not sure what you want to do with your future career, just take your time. Travel if you can travel or work at different jobs and, you know, see where your, you know, where your interests lie. Because sometimes you could be 16 years old and have so many interests. And And what I'd hate to see is someone who... I know you gain a lot from going to college university, but you also spend a lot of money doing it. And if you realize after your three or four year program that that's not what you want to do, um, you know, make your decisions, take, take your co-ops, take advantage of co-ops are a great way of, you know, figuring out if that's, you know, the line of work you want to do or not. So, um, you know, just be patient. Um, and biggest thing is invest time in research, research the career that you are interested in, research everything from pay to availability in that career. Um, so as far as aviation goes, you know, in a few years, you're going to see a boom in, in aviation jobs. So we're going to need a lot of people, we're going to need a lot of pilots and whatnot. So, you know, invest the time in research. Um, a lot of opportunities are, are out there. There's a lot more coming out. Um, so just, just take your time and and uh, research the schools, you know, take the visits at the schools that, you, you know, you're thinking of applying to. Um, and again, just don't feel pressure that you have to make a decision, you know, at such a, that young age, you know. So um, if you're not sure what to do, it's okay. But um, yeah, and, and definitely do a co-op if you can. Nice. I like, I like that advice. That definitely do co-op. All the kids need to hear that and listen to that because, oh my goodness, that helps so much. So, so this is going to be a little bit of a tougher question for you to answer. As you said, you've only been like in this current position for about a year. But would you say you've noticed like how COVID has impacted and changed the airport? Like, has there been like a decrease or increase in pilots or planes or anything like that? Yeah, it's affected us um, as far as um, well as you know. We've had a few lockdowns, so a lot of people haven't been flying. Uh, we have, uh, we're waiting to open up our new flight school. So um, COVID has put a strain on waiting for approvals for, you know, all the documentation we need to have in place for that. So, um, you know, it's hurt us financially as well. So our fuel sales are down, um, we're doing our best to try to get that back, but it's, you know, we're talking, you know, thousands of dollars. So, um, you know, we, are, we know things are getting better with COVID, thank God. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Thus, you know, people are starting to feel more comfortable to get out and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, we, we have seen a change here for sure. You know, we haven't had, you know, our, our, um, you know, our events here. We like to have car shows and air shows and, you know, um, we rely on those things. They're revenue generators for us. And, um, you know, one of, one of our biggest hits this year was not being able to have the snowbirds come in. So we had to cancel because of COVID. We had to cancel that back in the winter because we didn't know where we we're going to be at this time of the month, you know, as far as, you know, vaccines and, um, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, it's, um, you know, we're not the only ones that have gone through it. So, 
Um, so hopefully by you know next year, even later this summer, we can open up more to the public. Yes, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, and you guys can get back to doing the flying, get everybody in there doing your thing. That'd be great. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on, Philomena. It, it means the world. I was curious about what all goes on over there because I've never really been over there. I, I, I'm not a big, you know, flying guy or anything. So, but it's really cool to know exactly what goes on over there and all that. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Chris. Is there anything else you want to let the listeners know about it uh, uh, or anything? Um, no, just to kind of stay tuned, if you can, to the airport website and Facebook page. That's where we put a lot of our updates on. And um, again, we're working on trying to get our restaurant open up and um, getting our flight school going. So, um, but if you're on Facebook, check us out once in a while. We always have some some great uh, posts that we put on there and and um, sometimes some humor, which is always nice. So, nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's um you know, the airport's open to everyone. You don't have to be a pod to come out, whether you're just coming out for a picnic or just to come out to watch the airplanes. We invite everybody to come out and enjoy this beautiful place. Awesome. Well, I might have to take you up on that offer. So uh, all the youth out there, listen up, uh, check out the co get a co-op, check out the Cadets Academy. That'd be, uh, that'd be great. So thank you so much for coming on the show again, Philomena. We appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Brooklyn. Anytime. Philomena McDonald, ladies and gentlemen.